0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of From Panel to Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Hoff, and with me along for this joyous ride, as always, my good friend, pal, buddy, lifelong companion, some would even call us life partners, Andy Reiner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a good introduction. Let's leave it. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Welcome to From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner. That was Phil Hoff, giving the best intro we've had for the biggest week ever in comic book history.
0: <laughs> We're Returned into it, a morning show.
1: It was jam-packed, Phil. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe how many books came out. All the big ones. Almost all the big ones. Mm-hmm. I spent over, I think it was $130 just on new releases. I got some variants as well. So I had, you know, duplicates of some issues. I have never been so happy coming home with, with my uh, stack of books. How about you?
0: i uh I felt defeated, and then I started reading everything and I will say there was a lot of really, really good books that came out this week, so it was all well worth it to sludge through everything and carry my twenty five pound tote bag of comic books with me while leaving the store.
1: Wait, you felt
0: defeated? My wallet did,
1: oh oh, okay, I was like, jeez, man, I was like dancing around like I was in a Mary Poppins movie like it was a musical outside and and I was having uh the time of my life. Let's start with one book that you didn't get saga we had the you know i I, i'm going through it i'm like hey we've made it through most of the issue and there is no manhood anywhere and then there it was (laughs) there it was upright pointing like an arrow to the southwest and then as this person was talking he was like uh in bondage oh ready 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 to play the game you know what i mean yep as he's talking uh the arrow started point more south Oh, and uh, it was um, it was kind of turtling up, you know, shrinking up a little bit.
0: <laughs> Somebody turned on was, the air conditioner.
1: It was a great issue. That was issue 58. If you're not reading that series, you, you got to get on that. I know that's a huge ask, Phil, that you got to read 50 plus issues. Yeah. But it is one of the best stories in comic books history.
0: Uh, I, I'm, I not,
1: need... I'm not overhyping this. It is one of the best ever.
0: I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about it. It's just, again, a daunting task at looking at those first 54, 55 issues in that compendium and just going through all that. That's, that'll be a week-long project in and of itself.
1: You got to do it, though. But, Phil, I want you to pick a book from last week that you that just wowed you. What's, what's the one that stood out the most? Rogues. I'll give you mine after it. It wasn't Saga. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the manhood moment. But uh, I'll give you mine after yours.
0: Mine was definitely Rogues because I adore this series. It is just this silly tale of a bunch of ex, we've talked about it before, a bunch of ex-Flash villains uh, who were just doing their thing and trying to get paid one last time as they're all on their road to freedom and, and perdition, for lack of a better term. And they actually made it to Gorilla City this time and they're looking for the for the lost gold there. And of course, shenanigans ensue and the gorillas find out that they're there and that's kind of where it leaves off in the cliffhanger. I adore this series. I think it is so well written. I think the art style fits perfectly. I It's just an absolute page turner for me.
1: Yeah, and it's, paced so well. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like seeing the thumbnails on a movie where they, you know, like a Marvel movie where they script out every little moment. And you have so much just like little things that happen in between the, you know, the big beats and the panels that you usually don't get in comics. You could tell that they're really embracing this larger format to be able to tell a more cohesive, complete story. Than just having it be moments in dialogue, right? Like you, you have things where they're just kind of sitting around doing things by themselves. Like
0: you said, the boat scene when you and I were talking about it.
1: Yeah, there's a scene where they're on a boat and they're just going down river, and you get you get to know the characters just kind of by looking at what they're doing. You know, it's and they're what they're doing is just mundane stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fascinating story. I don't want it to end it's gonna you know <laughs> it's it's probably what four I think or five it, issues
0: i bet it's only a three issue most of the big jumbo uh, oversized ones are uh, so i mean we might even be on the home stretch
1: that's a, a shot to my
0: heart here speaking of the end of it my friend roger did hit me up on twitter and ask are we cheering for the villains in this
1: oh absolutely i yeah, agree. you want them to get all the gold from gorilla mm-hmm. they've they've really so you got the villains right the rogues but then you have gorilla grad who's arguably worse than all of them combined yep especially with I don't want to spoil anything, but what he's kind of established <laughs> in his underground guerrilla city. Yeah, you're rooting for the rogues. 100%. Oh, heavily. And I hope they don't change things up and all of a sudden have heroes come in and, I don't know, screw things up. But I just want it to be what it is right now and continue that thread all the way to the
0: end. Mm-hmm. And again, that's written by Josh Williamson, who's currently writing the Shadow War ongoing or the crossover in between all the Batman titles, which has still been really, really good as well.
1: Yeah. My favorite book of the week was Zeb Wells' The Amazing Spider Man number one. Oh, that's really good. A new entry point for people. They've gone back to number one, even though it's legacy in the 700s or wherever it's at. It almost feels like you're at issue 50 of whatever this story is because there's a huge gap in time that's just gone that you don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. And there's huge developments within that. In Peter Parker's life, he's no longer in New York, right? Like he's. He's kind of off doing something else. Mary Jane. There's all sorts of wild stuff going on there. And then some new faces uh, along the way. And yeah, I thought it was it was fascinating. We're obviously going to learn what happened. We're starting to get some hints of it. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, over the next, who knows how long they're going to be running with this one, 20, 30 issues, we will be learning a lot about it. And yeah, again, perfect point for people to jump on. Go buy The Amazing Spider-Man number one. And there's like eighty different variant covers for this issue. <laughs> yeah. Marvel it's not an
0: exaggeration went. either.
1: Find every piece of Spider-Man art, call every artist out there, and just have them make a cover for us because we need them for this issue. We think it's special and and um uh, yeah, I got I got two versions of that one.
0: You know what the good slash bad news is? Mm-hmm. It's actually legacy issue eight ninety-five, which oh, means that in Jeez. six issues or five issues, we're gonna have issue nine hundred. Which will probably have seventy-two different variant covers.
1: Uh, are they going weekly on it? No, they're not. We're
0: no, not I think getting... it's monthly. Yeah, because one didn't. Yeah, I didn't out, get one this but... week. Yeah,
1: and apologies for this episode being a little later. I was in Chicago. I have a bit of a cold. It's not COVID, according to my rapid test. So, <laughs> just on the, a little under the weather, but trying to get through this so you can get your books and hear our recommendations and see uh, see if there's some new stuff that might interest you. Another one, Phil. I want to point out. That lived up to the billing was Death of the
0: Justice League. Yeah. I actually forgot that came out because there were so many issues that came out last week, and I forgot how good that was.
1: Six ninety nine. It's a higher quality book. It has like a gloss cover, like a, almost like kind of a wrap with it- the words on it, and you open it up and you see the art underneath that wrap. It's really neat. They killed the Justice League. Yeah. Like 100% wipe them out, almost like Thanos in The Infinity Gauntlet. It's a really, really surprising read, and... Now I'm going to be on Justice League every week or every month moving forward. And this is issue 75. So this is kind of one of their big anniversary issues. Any takeaways from that one?
0: Absolutely lived up to the hype and the billing. Anytime you see a big splash cover that says Death of the Justice League that you know you've seen 600 times previously on a cover, you just kind of scratch your head. and You're like, hey, yeah, here we go again. And then as I page through, it's just like, oh, man, this is really, really well written. And they are doing some fun stuff here.
1: One book that I was surprised I didn't like. Was Donny Cates' Thor, issue seven fifty, of Thor? Really? Yeah, I, it was just you know it was the funeral for Odin, and mm-hmm. that was kind of it. You know, yeah. there was there was no real developments. You get even at the end,
0: it was just like what we expected, right? I at least expected the end of it to kind of tie in with the end of Hulk.
1: There was and nothing.
0: The, yeah. I was shocked that there wasn't. I thought it was actually really well done with the way that it was presented, of like doing flashback tales during um, Thor's eulogy at Odin's funeral and just kind of telling a bunch of older Odin stories. And uh, I thought that I liked the way that that was done because I kept bouncing back and forth. So I, I was expecting it to be like just a quick 20 pages of Cage's story with a couple of fill-in stories at the end. I'm glad they didn't do it that way because it kept me more involved throughout the course of the entire comic.
1: But it was still other writers and artists yep. just telling a random Thor story in there. Mm-hmm. Well, one of which was Dan Jurgens.
0: I was, was going nice to point that, that out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's, you know, the hammer's talking to him. His dad's, you know, in in the hammer and there's some developments there. And mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't get any taste of of Hulk, but that's that's next, you know? So yeah, I was bummed. I was bummed up by that one because he's just been red hot with that one. And I get it. They needed a somber moment to reflect. I wish it was just a regular size issue. And then, you know, they tease something
0: else. Agreed. Um, one issue that I want to give a quick shout out to is Bloodstained Teeth Number 1, which came out last week ah. by Christian Ward and Patrick Reynolds. It's a vampire story, so I didn't have the highest of hopes going into it. But it turns out that there's a hierarchy within the vampire community in this story where there's the ones that are true vampires and then the ones that got turned into vampires and how the ones that got turned are seen. And I don't remember the phrasing that they used are seen as like lesser beings by the actual vampires that are but like straight up vampires. I thought it was really well well written and there's kind of a, a borderline of war that started within the course of this between the two different sects and I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. The art style was very unique, but very fitting for it. It almost felt like a uh I don't know, a weird psychedelic David Bowie video, the way that the art is told or drawn in it, maybe painted. I don't know. I'm not an artist. But I think it's worth a check out and read.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll have to take a look at that. As always, something is killing the children, absolutely killed it. No pun along, intended. With, along with some children and it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. Really just having that in this week was just like the thing that put me over the edge. It was like, we have all these big Marvel and DC books and then <laughs> there's something is killing the children right there. Probably the most important book for me of the week is that one. They keep adding to that universe, expanding it subtly in in ways that really connect and make it just meaningful. And you want to know more about those little things that they add. All those elements, just you could tell, they have deep wells beneath them, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just blown away
0: by by what they're doing there. I also like the fact that we got a small glimpse into one of the European sects as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. What was the name of that house? Uh, I
0: don't recall off the top of my head. The House of Euros. It was I don't not know. the House of Heroes?
1: euros and that's i
0: meant to say euros i blame coffee <laughs> uh
1: one book that is just going rogue on decades of history is punisher <laughs> i don't
0: I'm know what they're very doing curious about your take here because you had sent me a text that i never really followed up on because i hadn't read it yet
1: well there's the whole thing where he's like becoming you know the hand and a samurai ninja guy i could buy into that they kind of worship him as one of the greatest killers of all time
0: which is tough to argue
1: which is all born of him losing his family and this rage just hitting him, and him—that's who he becomes in that moment. They're saying that he's had this rage since he was a child,
0: and that the hand's that been he, following him since he was a child. Yeah,
1: and he's—he's—he killed someone when he was a kid. And I'm like, no, you just ruined like an, a really unique origin story, a very dark origin story. Mm-hmm. And now you're adding like all these layers on it. That this kid's just—you know—Frank has just been a, a disaster since birth, and yeah, I don't like that. But I do like just how Gonzo over the top the ninja stuff is.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And both you and I are suckers for ninjas. So the more ninjas in a book, the better. I do enjoy the fact that he is still the killing machine that he is. But the weird twist on the backstory definitely feels off.
1: Yeah, it's just it's, it's not what it needs to be. And we'll see. We'll see if it gets back on track. Maybe there's some some weird magic's kind of his mind being manipulated in there. I don't know. Well we'll have to see what they're doing there. Carnage is another book that's just out of control. And, yeah, I forgot and I like that it. came
0: out too. It's bonkers.
1: Yeah, I like it. You know, he's he's kind of courting a new host. There's some fun there, some really dark, gritty stuff. Deathstroke, that came out this week or last week as
0: well. Both that Deathstroke and Robin, the two topens with Shadow War. Parts two and three or three and four? Three and four.
1: Yeah. Both very good. Shadow mm-hmm. War has been solid from from the start. Uh, what did you think of Detective?
0: Um, it's a Riddler story, which I was kind of shocked it took this long after the movie came out for them to incorporate a new Riddler story into everything. I like the way that it's going. I didn't like the second story in it, which seems to be a theme for me with a lot of these 499 books where they just tack on the, the secondary nature. Um, I didn't hate it. I'm intrigued to see where it goes, as always. And it's a Batman story, so I'll stick with it. And I don't think they've got a big milestone coming up for quite some time in Detective, so we'll be safe there.
1: Yeah, and Riddler, he's like, you know, I'm... I'm just gonna not shave and see what happens. Well, here. God, he's got
0: that sweet mustache goatee combo going on, doesn't he? He looks
1: good. Yeah, yeah, he looks really good. I was like, "Well done, sir. You've you've evolved."
0: And he's got his own like broadcast network now that he's talking to the citizens of Gotham. On it's it's. I'm curious.
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, our I got to point out in Shadow War, our, our dear friend Ghost, what's his name? Yeah, I always just block it out of my mind. Maker. Ghostmaker is back. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's gonna be a part of this, but maybe he'll die. Maybe he'll be assassinated next.
0: I remember, didn't we originally have the theory that maybe he was the death stroke? He better not be. I think we kind of... Never mind. I'm not going to talk about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, I hope they introduced him like two years ago to just build him up enough to make it seem like it's kind of a significant death to just kind of keep this train rolling. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope he's there for. If he is this bad guy, I'm I'm out. I'm
0: done with comics. I might join you on that one, but he's head of Batman Inc. right now, which happened in one of the annuals last year, I want to say. So I think maybe he'll stick around, but hopefully just in a lesser capacity and only if you're going to read Batman Inc.
1: Yeah. And another great Batman story from that week was last week was Batman Beyond the White Knight, which is tying into Batman Beyond and Bruce kind of losing his way. You know, he was imprisoned. After doing some terrible things to the Joker uh, (laughs) in Batman White Knight, where he just (laughs) basically tried to kill the Joker with some pills. Um, (laughs) uh, Just not to, to cut anything out there, but this is kind of the follow up to that. And it's been outstanding. They did just this release this week release the second printing of the first issue. I didn't get that for some reason supposedly it was the first issue they only printed like 10 or twelve thousand of it Mm -hmm. so it's kind of started to become a collector's item and everybody's like hey this book's actually really good so they're like okay we better we better get more of those out into the the marketplace but of course they do that as a second printing
0: yep i uh Uh, i want to give a small little bit of love to a title called the scumbag which i don't think we've really ever talked about on this show
1: yeah yeah
0: Issue 13 13 came out last week And I think there's only one issue left Which is probably a good thing Because this book is over the top, bonkers Filled with sex, drugs, and rock and roll And all those things It definitely takes a look at our political landscape And makes a heavy bit of fun Of the separation between the right and the left And just the extreme sides that they're on And this one comes down to There's a moment where the left and the right Because these two groups have been fighting this entire 13 issue run And Ernie's like a coked out heroin addict sex obsessed filth monster who managed to get secret powers via the government on accident and now they're relying on him to try to end this this entire war and he had to come down to choose between saving the left or the right because his powers don't really get activated unless it's something that he truly truly believes in so he's in the middle of this big war and he can't really like pick which side to be on both sides are trying to convince him of what the right thing is and he just kind of looks around he's like you know what the problem is, is not everybody sees things in such an extreme. It needs to be a lot more down the middle. And that's when he gets his conviction as to which side to turn on. I've enjoyed the series. I'm kind of bummed it's going to be done after next issue.
1: And another one that's ending is Joker. Mm-hmm. That is from our boy.
0: Yep. James
1: Tinian fourth.
0: And the ground that he walks on is worshipped and hallowed.
1: And it's been really good. Very strange. Very dark. <laughs> But that's going to free him up to continue with more of Something is Killing the Children, I'm hoping.
0: And everything else that we want him to
1: write. One writer who has we didn't expect to wow us was Keanu Reeves, the actor, mm-hmm. who has a series called Berserker. Issue 8 came out. Keanu didn't do much writing in this one. I think he was maybe uh, filming the new Matrix movie or something when this happened. And they're like, Keanu, do you have the script? And he's like, ah, here's 10 word balloons. Just, just put those <laughs> yeah. in. And then I finished that book in like in like two minutes
0: yeah it was a super quick read rachel looked at me she was actually sitting on the couch next to me as i was reading it and i picked it up and again about a minute and a half two minutes later i set it back down she's like do you read all comics that fast i was like there's no words
1: (laughs) one comic i put down faster than that was knights of x this new x-men book that i we hyped up with the dragon on the cover yeah turns out it's king arthur related the x-men and king Arthur times. I started reading it. I got past a page and I was like, I'm not, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not putting this in my brain. I don't want this version of the X Men there. But they just did that with Batman. I hated it. That series is still going. Stop with this historical King Arthur crap. I don't like it. Do you I don't think want it
0: trying to tie all this on just due to the it's not as popular anymore but game of thrones being set in that area being as popular as it is so everybody now all of a sudden just like hey so game of thrones has been gone for a couple of years now maybe we should get the medieval blood flowing again
1: yeah i don't know i don't know what they're doing but it's not fun i don't like it It has nothing to do with canon i don't like it (laughs) um and it's seriously i just want i just want to read about the normal x-men i don't want them on mars I don't want them in Krakoa. I just want them back in that mansion where they belong. And let's get back to it. Along They've those X-Men lines. for a, a really wild ride here.
0: I did pick up a book that you recommended, Wolverine number 20, that came out two weeks ago. I grabbed last yeah. week and read as well. I thoroughly like that. Normally, I don't like X-Men stuff, but that was enjoyable. And part of that was the fact that Goofy, Zany, Deadpool was there. Doing Goofy, Zany, Deadpool things, which just kind of made the entire thing move along a little bit quicker. But yeah, that was a good recommendation. I appreciate that.
1: Phil, since we are on, I guess, recording this on Thursday, usually we record on Monday or the weekend before, we already have new books. Let's go through those next and just tell people what we picked up. Okay. Wasn't as expensive of a week at the comic shop. Still some good stuff here. Uh, especially from DC. Mm-hmm. They have some big events rolling through right now. The first book I picked up was Batman Shadow War, Batman issue 123. How about you?
0: Yep, I grabbed that as well.
1: And then Flashpoint Beyond, mm-hmm. number one. I also grabbed Radiant Black 14, which is mimicking that great, what was it? a? I think it was Hulk a Todd McFarlane cover? cover. Or is it a Wolverine cover? I don't remember if it was a Wolverine or a Hulk cover, but I believe it was McFarlane, wasn't it? Everybody knows the cover we're talking about. It's with the claws up close, and you can see Hulk's reflection in it. They're doing that with two of their characters that look exactly the same.
0: Like everybody Um, else in the universe.
1: (laughs) I picked up Iron Man, and boy, that was not good. I'll tell you that right now. I did not grab Iron Man. Star Wars (laughs) Obi-Wan. I did not expect this. On the cover, you have like the Obi-Wan from the new TV series, and then the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. But when you read it, it's Obi-Wan when he's like eight years old or 10 years old. Oh, did you already read that? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go into that next week. But it's like uh, we're finally getting his origin story, which is weird. I don't know if that's ever been told, but here it is in
0: comics. Hmm. I look forward to reading that.
1: I also picked up Spider-Man 2099 Exodus. That's a new entry point. One book you should run out and absolutely pick up. I read it. We'll review it next week. Twig number one.
0: Mm, I grabbed that too.
1: That's Scotty Young. Yeah, I grabbed two versions of that one. There's, again, like 10 variants for that one. I picked up Nubia. That is uh, one of the Amazon
0: Wonder Woman stories.
1: And that was pretty much it for me. There wasn't much else. How about you? What else did you grab?
0: Um, I also grabbed Batman Killing Time. You didn't grab Little Monsters? You had to have grabbed Little oh, Monsters. Oh, I
1: did. I did. Yes. Little Monsters. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, I also grabbed the Maestro series. Uh, I grabbed the regular Star Wars that was in there, and I also grabbed Suicide Squad. It was a pretty small week for me as well. I also grabbed another book that I don't remember right now because it's not sitting next to me. Uh, it's something and or somebody, damn it, from Valiant Comics. Looked like a buddy-buddy movie. Looked like oh, something Archer that I enjoyed. Archer and enjoy. Armstrong. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Archer and Armstrong. Yeah, so I picked that up as well just because it looked like it could be fun.
1: Yeah, we're going to review that next week. I want to hear about it because Valiant had a big comeback like five or six years ago, and I just haven't touched any of it. So I want to know if you like it. Okay. Well, I guess that's it, Phil. This is going to be the shortest episode yet. Yet we, we covered the biggest week ever.
0: Yeah, and we talked about a lot of books really fast. It's what happens when we record in the morning and I'm all caffeinated up instead of <laughs> instead of the opposite direction.
1: Well, we'll be back. Uh, I guess we're probably going to have an episode at normal time next Tuesday. So it's going to be a little bit of rapid fire uh, additions here. So thanks again for all your support, everyone. Phil, for being my rock, my right hand. <laughs> My go to comic book friend.
0: Your fortress of solitude.
1: Yeah. Thanks for everything and uh we'll be back next week. Bye everyone.
0: Of course. Take care everybody. Boom.